Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hello, America, and happy... Thursday, the day after, and when I mean the day after, I mean the day after the House formally approved an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. And it was really remarkable to see the coverage last night. First off, Republicans were united. That was important. That's a victory for Mike Johnson, the new speaker. It's a victory for James Comer and Jim Jordan and Jason Smith, who have methodically went and got the evidence, taken the unfair barbs that come from Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and the legal team and to get the facts before the American public. And they're turning the American public's opinion on this, and that's very important. So we're at a very big moment, but I want to point out some of the coverage that occurred after. There were major newswire services like Reuters, which would say that the House improved impeachment inquiry despite there being no evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden. And that simply isn't true. Joe Biden doesn't have to have been the recipient of a check for his conduct facilitating his son's foreign business dealings to have been a criminal matter. And there's a really great column today by Jonathan Turley, the great law professor at George Washington University, by the way, a self-described Democrat. And he wrote, don't believe the Democrats miss. There's clear evidence for investigating President Biden. That's a Democrat. That's a George Washington University law professor. And he lays out the fact that he didn't have to personally benefit from the influence peddling if he facilitated by meeting with Hunter Biden's clients, by getting on the phone with them, by taking actions in the government that, whether directly or indirectly, benefited Hunter Biden's business associates, he has some culpability. And he points out there was a moment not too long ago where a judge, Thomas Porteous, was impeached by the House for, among other things, benefits that were received by his children, including gifts related to a wedding. So it didn't have to benefit the judge for the judge to be impeached. There is that very significant body of law about impeachment already on the books. Another thing that's really clear now is that there is an effort to make Hunter Biden be a victim. Yeah, he cheated on his taxes, but he's a victim. He wouldn't have got prosecuted if he wasn't named Biden. And that's simply not true, right? We know lots of people who cheated on their taxes and got prosecuted the same way as Hunter Biden. And I think that there is a third element of this, which is, oh my goodness, Joe Biden was just getting repaid for helping his son get a truck. Remember that? And that's another weird one that makes you scratch your head. Wait a second. Don't focus on a few thousand dollars about the truck. That's what they want you to look at. What about the millions of dollars that the Biden family was distributing it among themselves? James Biden, Jones Biden, sometimes the grandkids got some of the money, according to what's been there. Dollars are fungible. And uh, these accounts between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James Biden, they're intermingled, right? That's why Joe Biden gives a loan to his brother. The brother pays it back for money that comes from China, which and that money from China came from Hunter to James to Joe. So the commingling of the funds is another big issue. And I want to remind you of the fourth thing. I think that's very important. The Biden family home in Delaware where Hunter Biden was living when he cheated on his taxes, according to prosecutors, that's an allegation from prosecutors, when he was engaged in transactions that made a major bank think it was money laundering or human trafficking, the home was Joe Biden's home. The home Joe Biden's home in Wilmington is a crime scene from the perspective of those who are making these allegations and now have been charged in court with. Joe Biden was at the center of this. His home 
was ground zero for some of these transactions. He was a facilitator for some of Hunter Biden's business partners. Remember, he meets at the Naval Observatory with one business partner. He meets two times with business partners at Cafe Milano. There is an extraordinary failure of the news media to recognize that Joe Biden is, through his home, through his actions, through his schedule, through his phone calls, through his meetings, facilitating the family business, or as Devin Archer called it, the brand. So that is a very important part that goes on to there. And I think Hunter Biden's press conference yesterday was designed to distract from these very important facts, which can't be overlooked. And the American people aren't overlooking it, just the elitists and media and in the Democratic Party right now. Now, we've got a great show for you today. It is Thursday. We didn't get our AMAC Wednesday and yesterday because we had so much breaking news. So today, in the second block of the show, we're going to have a great conversation with my good friend Bobby Charles, the national spokesman for AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. We're going to touch on all of these topics and so much more with Bobby. He spent some time with Amanda and I last night. It's a great conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. And then top of the show, we're going to bring in one of the most consequential new groups in America, the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center. They represented the IRS whistleblowers, the FBI whistleblowers, all the people we've talked about on this show, Marcus Allen and Steve Friend and Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler. Today, the founder of that group, Jason Foster, is here. We're going to get an update on impeachment, on the latest drop of documents from the IRS whistleblowers. There's some new news here today, particularly related to China. And I want to encourage everybody to go to the website in the morning. My colleague and I, Stephen Richards, and I are going to have a big story on China, a new twist, a new development that does involve Joe Biden. We'll explain all that to you tomorrow. You'll hear a little bit of it in our conversation in just a few minutes with Jason Foster. So today's show, Jason Foster, the founder of the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center, a very consequential group that brought us the IRS whistleblowers, the FBI whistleblowers, the VA whistleblowers. They're doing some great work. And then, of course, our good friends at AMAC, Association of Mature American Citizens. If you want to join AMAC and join me and Bobby Charles and Rebecca Weber and all the great minds that are part of the 2 million plus strong AMAC movement, the alternative to AARP, all you got to do is go to AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News, AMAC dot U-S slash Just News. You're going to get a discount. I want to encourage you, match me on my five-year membership. I took out a five-year membership because it is such a great bargain. I make the money back on my discounts. I get the satisfaction of great news, great analysis, a great podcast, a great magazine, great weekly conversations with people like Bobby Charles, Rebecca Weber, and all the other great folks at AMAC. Go join them today. It's a way you, people ask me all the time, John, how can I support what we're, you're doing at Just the News? We like the reporting. We like the accountability. We like the honesty and journalism. Well, one way you can do is support our advertisers, our sponsors, our partners, AMAC, right there at the beginning with us. They've been there for a very long time. Support them. Go sign up yourself or someone for Christmas. An AMAC membership is a wonderful stocking stuffer. Join me in the five-year membership, amac.us slash Just News. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Jason Foster from the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center, the man who represents Gary Shapley, up next, right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. 
Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. To say yesterday was a consequential day would be an understatement. Obviously, the House approved the impeachment proceedings uh, formally against Joe Biden. They've been ongoing for several months. Uh, Hunter Biden gave a speech but would not comply with a subpoena, defied the will of Congress and subpoena, which puts him in significant legal jeopardy. Uh, and we're reminded throughout yesterday's extraordinary developments that almost none of this would have happened were it not for two men who stepped forward to IRS whistleblowers, Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler, who stepped forward and told the American people something was not right in the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden investigation. They changed the course of history. They changed the course of the congressional investigation. They've changed Hunter Biden's legal strategy. He faces far greater jeopardy today than he did a few months ago. And the only reason those two guys did it is because they wanted Hunter Biden to be treated like every other American. That's what we want in the United States government. People who see don't see R&D, don't see privilege and unprivileged, uh, they only see Americans being treated the same. And we're lucky to be joined today by one of the lawyers, one of the great advocates for those two IRS whistleblowers. He is the founder of the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center, one of the real movers and shakers in uh, history in the last year, our good friend, Jason Foster. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Merry Christmas to you. I know there's a lot to celebrate this year, uh, but I want to start just yesterday with Hunter Biden. He, I went up to the Hill. He gave his speech. Someone wrote up a speech for him. He read it, uh, but he did not comply with the rules of Congress. He asked to be treated differently than everybody else who's come before Congress. Your reaction to that decision by Hunter Biden and his legal team? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it, it points out the, uh, a major problem that I've talked about for a long time with uh, uh, Congress and its strategy for uh, trying to enforce its subpoenas, you know, with this uh, double standard of justice that we have. Um, you know, the problem is you know, people can thumb their nose at congressional authority and, uh, you know, sort of make a mockery of the process by, by not cooperating, even when they've been lawfully subpoenaed to do so. So there's a couple of issues. Um, you know, I mean, first of all, there's no question that if he had gone in and just walked, you know, a couple hundred feet uh, further into the building, sat down, been respectful, been professional, and and uh, if there's any question he didn't want to answer, um, it seems seems uh, likely that there would have been lots of questions that he would have had a constitutional right not to answer, and he could have pled the fifth, and he could have avoided answering any questions he didn't he he didn't want to answer that that caused him legal jeopardy, given the fact that he's been indicted in California. That would have been perfectly reasonable, you know. Um, Hunter Biden has constitutional rights just like everybody else, and those, you know, and he's innocent until proven guilty, and he he can't be forced to testify against himself. So it's kind of perplexing to me why they wanted. It seems like they chose the political path rather than the normal professional legal path, which would be to walk your client in there, plead the fifth. The, the congressional investigators get nothing out of you because constitutionally they can't force you to testify against yourself, and then you walk away. But I, I guess they didn't want to have the bad publicity of pleading the fifth. And so they decided to thumb their nose at Congress and say, you know, oh, I'm going to stand right outside and I'm going to mock you and I'm going to mock your process and I'm going to make a mockery of this entire thing. And knowing that there would be no consequences, because what even even if Congress goes and holds him in contempt now, which the committee should have a hearing and they should. Um, you know, give him an opportunity, his lawyers an opportunity to reply, and he should make any constitutional arguments that he has. But he, even though he has a constitutional right not to testify, he doesn't have a constitutional right not to show up. 
and they should go through that process and they should hold them in contempt. But, but John, the problem is, even if they do all that, even if the House voted to hold him in contempt, what is the next step that Congress normally takes? Well, they rely on the Justice Department. It would be referred to to, to prosecute the, the contempt criminally, which means it would go right back to Matthew Graves, the D.C. U.S. attorney, who is the person who refused to prosecute Hunter Biden for the tax crimes for 14 and 15 in the first place. So so this is why I've been saying you know, for, for years now, long before I was involved in this particular matter, that Congress needs to start relying on its constitutional powers, its inherent constitutional powers, to enforce its own subpoenas directly through some kind of fining mechanism or through leverage on the Justice Department. You know, it has lots of lots of tools in its toolbox that it could be using constitutionally to 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 force documents to be turned over, to force witnesses to testify. That it you know it it, it can't rely on the courts and con and uh, and the executive branch to to uh, vindicate congressional prerogatives it's just not it's a dead end strategy and it's going to um you know it's going to end in uh failure every time especially when you have this politicized justice department they didn't have any problem getting uh folks who were held in contempt like peter navarro and steve bannon you know they were they were immediately prosecuted for contempt um but you know that we we all know that that's unlikely to happen with Hunter Biden, regardless. And the fact that his father was apparently, according to the press secretary, was speaking to him about his plan to defy the congressional subpoena, it raises an issue now for the a legitimate issue for the impeachment inquiry about whether or not he was a party to a plan to obstruct Congress, and that could now become part of the that, that that's now a legitimate question for the impeachment inquiry. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. It has become a, a legitimate question, and, and certainly one that will be picked up probably at the first of the year uh, when when Congress comes back. Um, another witness that had some consequence to your clients, uh, the IRS whistleblowers, uh, Leslie Wolf, former assistant U.S. attorney for uh, the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. There are two reports out there. One that she's currently being interviewed by Jim Jordan. That has been confirmed by Jim Jordan. He put it out on Twitter, so that's true. And then there are reports that she's no longer with the Justice Department. Uh, give us your thoughts on why Leslie Wolf is such an important fact witness, and if she has left the department, if these reports are accurate, what that might what, what that might stay, and what it could do to the investigations to get clarity on what happened in that case. You know, obviously she's pivotal pivotal because she was the person who was, you know, on the ground. She's she's the she's the line level person make you know, having the most communications with the investigative team. She's the one putting roadblocks most directly in front of the investigative team. Uh you know, doing um uh doing the bidding of uh you know, apparently um, you know, the the political um uh preferences of either her bosses or herself, it's unclear. But, you know, she's the one who the, both the whistleblowers mentioned multiple times in the testimony as um, putting roadblocks in the way of, of uh, search warrants for the Biden residents, um, tipping off the Biden uh, family attorneys about a possible search warrant for a, a, a storage facility that Weiss had approved. Um, uh, uh, you know, she's the one saying to take politi- references to political figure one out of search warrants which was uh, Joe Biden, you know, she's the one saying, you know, yeah, I don't want you asking any questions about the big guy. We, we don't want to have DOJ public integrity involved. You know, she's, it, there's just so many times in the testimony where she is the person who uh, appears to be the one, you know, um, stopping the investigation from going in any direction that would go anywhere near Joe Biden. And so, you know, we know we reported, we took the whistleblowers before they went public uh, you know, we took um, uh, Gary Shapley to the uh, DOJ inspector general, and, you know, we don't know fully because they do their work behind closed doors what the scope of their inquiry is and what they've done and who they've interviewed. But um, if these reports are true that she is now in the last couple of weeks left the Justice Department, um, uh, that raises the question as to whether or not the I, the inspector general was able to interview her before she left. Because one of the problems, again, I've seen over the years in many other cases, long before this one, is that folks in the Justice Department, if they uh, resign and leave while an IG investigation is open and the IG hasn't yet 
uh, gotten them in for testimony, the IG doesn't have the ability to force them to come in for testimony. Yeah, they can't compel them, right? Right. And so, you know, I wonder if she was on a witness list or if she had been called to be a witness or if they'd already gotten her testimony or not, uh, or if she was able to resign ahead of that. That's one of the things I'll be looking forward to learning when the IG finally comes out with some kind of final report on this, you know, in the in the distant future, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, she's also the person that was not interested. I think that was the word that was used in pursuing a possible campaign finance case against the Biden campaign because Kevin Morris had given so much money in the form of loans. So she she's sort of the doctor no figure in, in your client's testimony, the one who keeps saying no to things that normally a normal investigator would be taking a look at uh, if the name wasn't Joe Biden. And she's such an important figure, really remarkable. I want to turn to the most recent documents and um, information that your clients provided, uh, particularly uh, Joe. He he had some really lengthy uh, new affidavit, I guess it is, new testimony. And in there, you get a very strong sense that the IRS and the FBI had developed evidence that Hunter Biden's CEFC China deal was really consummated in 15 and 16, but the payments are deferred until 17. And there's lots of different little components in there that support that. There's testimony from Tony Bobolinsky that your clients were aware of. There's there's a statement by Rob Walker saying, hey, Joe Biden may have met with CFC back in 2016 when he was still vice president. Um, but the, your, uh, this was a very important new uh, sort of development of the narrative and the story that your agents have been able to tell Congress. Why would it be important if Hunter Biden really cut a deal with a communist Chinese company in 15 and 16, and then withheld the payments until after Joe was out of office. Well, I mean, if, uh, if the, if the investigation, if they were allowed to investigate it and that those were the facts that were established through the investigation, um, then it would point to, uh, sort of a consciousness of guilt of attempting to hide, um, you know, the, the quid, you know, to try to disconnect the quid pro quo from one another. So you have payments, for which there's expecting to be some kind of a benefit, uh, if you want to try to obscure that from future investigators because you have some kind of consciousness that what you're doing is wrong, um, then it's beneficial for you to have the payment disconnected in time from the favor. Um, and so, uh, you know, you have some some of the emails that were released. You know, really have um, you know some interesting phrases in there that sort of point to that same kind of consciousness of guilt where they're talking about the the scope of work for um, Blue Star, uh, you know, and there's some this sort of back and forth about, well, does this really describe exactly what we're buying? You know, are we being specific enough? And then, you know, you have you have folks coming back and saying, well, yeah, we all know what we're talking about. So we don't you know, and there's a phrase in there about someone says, well, I understand if we're just trying to be safe. Well, be safe from what? Be safe from people reading this later and and realizing that what you you know that you that you're paying you know that you're you're buying official favors um you know so uh all of it you know it doesn't it needs to it needs to have been investigated it should have been investigated from the beginning and the fact that you had people like leslie wolf and david weiss preventing it from being fully investigated um uh you know is is a huge problem and uh, you know it's just it's going to be much more difficult for Congress, even with during an impeachment inquiry to, you know, to really get to the to really get to the bottom of all that. You know, it should have been handled in the normal course by career investigators like like Joe and Gary. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And that's the most remarkable part about their testimony. The number of times they weren't allowed to take an action that any other career investigator in any other case would have almost certainly been allowed to do. Just follow the evidence, follow the facts. That's all they wanted to do. And they just were clearly not allowed to do that time and time and time again. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. More of our exclusive interview with Jason Foster right after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, 
shows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, welcome back. I want to turn to the indictment just for a second, because I think uh, when you look at the indictment and then you look at what your um, clients brought forth starting in the spring of this year, the indictment basically is the case that your clients laid out to Congress. At the time they laid it out, it wasn't happening, right? There's going to be a sweetheart plea deal. Uh, but it's pretty clear that David Weiss cut and paste a lot of what the um, your two clients, uh, uh, Joe and, and Gary, had done uh, in, and turned it into an indictment, it really does validate that what y- your agents worked on, what your whistleblowers brought to Congress, really was a crime and it needed to be prosecuted, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not just similar. I mean, it's exactly what – it's the charges they recommended. I mean, every jot and tittle, it's exactly what they recommended uh, You know, two years ago. It could have been brought two years ago. There was all this dithering and – you know, uh, back and forth. And then ultimately, you know, the October, October 7th meeting where Weiss admits internally that, you know, well, I'm actually not the decider after they've been turned down by the political appointees, uh, by the Biden political appointees, um, you know, and then sort of everything that happens after that. I mean, it's important to remember the, the Gary, you know, it's not like they came forward. People sometimes think that they came forward because they objected to the plea deal. No, no, they came before forward before the plea deal happened. It's the other way around. The plea deal was appears to be an attempt to um, to paper over all of this in response to the whistleblower allegations. And you know, when when that didn't work, they you know Weiss's office you know sort of went was sort of forced to go in the opposite direction and 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 bring the charges that the career law enforcement investigators had recommended from the very beginning. It really is that dynamic is so important for people to understand because they did change the course of history. But the only way they changed it was to get the Justice Department to do what it should have done from the beginning. There was no favoritism, no political tilting of the scale. They simply were trying to get the Justice Department to do what it would have done for any other uh, client. And now we see that that's what happened. They were objecting to the political favoritism that was already benefiting Hunter Biden to begin with. Yeah, that's such a such a great point. Um, I want to look out over the horizon. There's an impeachment inquiry now that's been formally authorized that allows Congress to enforce these subpoenas, maybe do to Hunter Biden what was done to Steve Bannon and others, try to compel testimony in cooperation. As you look out, your your clients have added to the body of evidence, but there's also these other pieces of evidence, perhaps most stunning, the, the bank memo from a couple of days ago, where you see a banker saying, hey, these payments, this $5 million China loan looks like an effort 
that China uses often to use the children of politicians to gain political influence. What are the big questions that Congress begins 2024 being able to answer now that it has the full authority? Well, I mean, I think um, for me, um, I you know, just as a, as an observer, you know, not as not as Gary Shapley's lawyer because his he doesn't have any he doesn't have any uh, dog in the fight of impeachment or not impeachment. You know, his 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 purpose in coming forward wasn't to advocate for impeachment, right? His his purpose in coming forward was just to make sure that the laws were equally applied to Hunter Biden uh, and anyone else in in a fair and objective manner. So just to to make sure there's a separation there. So. Um, but for me, as a as just an observer of the process from the outside, I mean, what I want to, what I think needs to be, uh, if you're going to make a compelling case to the American people um, for impeachment, you're going to have to show very clearly the the quid pro quos that occurred, right? You're going to have to show here's the you know, you have all the money coming in from from our adversaries. All of that's a lot of smoke, right? The the question is. Can you, you know, how how convincingly can you tie that to uh, to the favors, the things that you've reported on, right? Like the firing of the prosecutor, right? It, um, you know, you line up the timing of these things, you know, you can, uh, you know, and you try to gather as much evidence as you can. But at some point, you just have to look at the entire circumstances and everybody has to say, well, you know, just draw whatever reasonable inferences you can. You know, here's all the money coming in. Here's the here's the official favors that went back in the other direction. Here's how the timing lines up. Here are the facts. And then people just have to draw their own conclusions. Um, and, you know, uh, it's unlikely, of course, that, you know, that that, that a Senate is ever going to convict. Um, and, you know, th- that doesn't mean you don't investigate and you don't try to to put the case together in the most compelling way that you can. If you're if you're, a, you know, if you're fo- if you're folks in the House who are looking to do that. There's an enormous public benefit to this process, no matter how it turns out, because Americans weren't giving weren't given an honest story in 2020. They made a vote on Joe Biden thinking they were voting for a guy who engaged in different behavior than what has now been out there, including the fact that they were told that the laptop was disinformation when, in fact, it was actually an accurate and confirmed and corroborated piece of evidence. I want to start with, uh, I'll finish up with one other case because um, the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center is doing work on so many different fronts. Um, we've seen many brave FBI agents come out to blow the whistle about um, imbalances and in, in political incongruities and misconduct in the FBI. And one of the new tactics used against them, of course, is pulling their security clearance, which you don't fire them where they can take an action and contest the firing. They get put in limbo where they don't get paid and their their accounts are drained. One of those involves um, Marcus Allen, who's become a very important figure in the, in the uh, era of whistleblowing. Can you bring us up to speed on where things stand with Marcus Allen in his uh, efforts to get some accountability from the FBI to understand why he doesn't have a security clearance, why he can't do his job. Yeah, so Marcus, Marcus is an FBI whistleblower. He was a he was an intel analyst. His job was to forward open source information uh, that might be related to the cases being worked by his uh, his field office. And in the course of doing that, he committed the the apparently unpardonable sin of actually forwarding two pieces of uh, journalism, one by the New York Times and one by Revolver News, which called into question whether or not uh, Director Ray had been totally honest and forthcoming in some of his testimony to the Senate about um, uh, January 6th and whether or not there were FBI assets, you know, on the ground and in place on January 6th. Yeah, an important question for us to know. Of course. And, 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 you know, Marcus didn't even take a position one way or the other. He just forwarded some public, uh, open source articles, uh, for people to consider and raised the issue internally, uh, didn't make any accusations, didn't, you know, didn't, didn't, uh, he didn't do anything, but just merely by raising the specter of the fact that maybe, the director had lied, there was this immediate retaliation that resulted in uh, his security clearance being reinvestigated. It had just been reinvestigated. It had just been approved. Uh, but then they, they, they reversed themselves the very day he sent that email. And, uh, and what we've learned, what's happened is, you know, he testified before the weaponization committee and about, and just at the same time he was testifying there, they leaked out um, to the press that they were proposing to revoke his clearance permanently, not just suspend it while they investigate, but revoke it. And they made some additional accusations against him supposedly uh, uh, sabotaging some January 6th cases. Well, 
they held, we, we had a right to get documents from the FBI that supposedly supported those charges. They withheld those. They have no timeline on which they have to provide us those documents. We finally got them um, after four months of delay, four more months, which, with which he had to go without a paycheck. Um, and the do- lo and behold, the documents don't support they, – they actually contradict what the FBI claimed in its revocation. Wow. So, you know, when – yes, and so we filed, a, we filed a request for rehearing. But, you know, you're just appealing to the same people who did the bad deed in the first place, right? That's the way these security clearance reviews work. But, you know, even before all this happened, before that four-month delay, you know, Marcus and his family had been living off of retirement savings because it had been over 18 months. Even before that, while he was being suspended without pay um, and without any due process, without knowing the charges against him, et cetera. And so, you know, what happened when he testified publicly was there was a, a, fund, a public fundraising, a GoFundMe campaign uh, or a Give, Send, Go campaign um, that somebody else put together, no coordination with Marcus. He had nothing to do with it, didn't know it was happening. And they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars when the public saw you know, the injustice and saw that that Marcus's family was in need, that they were they were dwindling down their retirement savings just to be able to survive and fight because he didn't want to resign, because if he resigns, then it's more difficult for him to challenge what the FBI did to him. As a current employee, he has rights to challenge administratively internally. As a former employee, he wouldn't have those rights. So he's basically being what this is the way the FBI does it. It's not just to Marcus. It's to everyone. They put them in this financial box vice. Right. And then they squeeze and tighten that vice. And by doing nothing, they lengthen the time that the person has to finally, you know, they, they refused his right to. He, he asked for another job. He, he got had another job opportunity and they refused him permission to have outside employment because although they're not paying him, they claim he's still an employee. And so he has to follow the regulations about not having outside employment without their approval. So they don't let him work on the outside. Uh, they don't let him. He had a prayer journal he was going to try to sell to raise some money. They wouldn't approve him doing that. They eventually did, but they withheld it for a very long time. So every little thing they did was about this financial vice. Well, now we are pr- trying to press the FBI to give us an answer because there are rules against accepting donations from the outside, uh, you know, if it's connected to your employment. Now, there's different ways to, you know, it's complicated. Some people believe that he would be allowed to take them. Some people wouldn't. So we put it to the FBI. We said, look, he's not going to, he doesn't want to do the wrong thing. He's not going to accept these donations unless, you know, uh, but we want your opinion. Is he allowed to or is he not? We take the position he's not an employee. He has no duties. The, the, The donations can't possibly affect his official work. They're charitable donations that are meant to benefit his family. And here we are a few weeks before Christmas. He's been trying to do the right thing for months and months and months. And we're asking the FBI simply to tell us yes or no, because if they say no, at least we'll have the answer and then we can take legal action, you know, in response to that answer. But they're not but they're doing the same thing they always do. They're they're giving us limbo. They're giving us vague non-responses. And so, you know, right now what we're trying to do is we're trying to press them to actually give us an answer and tell us, you know, can he does the FBI officially object to him, his family accepting charity from the general public to allow him to continue to just make ends meet. And if, you know, and if so, why, right? We need to make them articulate why, in what way it's, uh, you know, whether they're against charity here at Christmas time. Yeah. It's such an amazing case because it shows the new and sophisticated ways that of how agents agencies can retaliate against whistleblowers without doing the traditional retaliation things like firing and other things. They put them in this sort of uh, purgatory, and uh, you clearly are fighting a body of evidence that could potentially, uh, or a, a body of conduct that could potentially uh, create new law and, and help people understand how the FBI <clears throat> can use other ways to retaliate that haven't been before envisioned. I don't think anyone imagined that the security clearance process would be weaponized, but that's certainly the concern here now, and it's such important work to protect these whistleblowers from the very subtle ways that sometimes the bureaucracy works to punish its own. It's really a remarkable thing. It's what makes the uh, good folks at Empower Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center so important. You're doing things that 
no one else is doing in this country. Uh, Jason, I want to thank you for all the time you spent with us in uh, 2023. We we learned so much about so many cases. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I can't wait to get you back on the show next year, Jason. You're doing great work. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, We'll be right back with AMAC Thursday. We moved to Thursday this week, but don't uh, worry. Bobby Charles will be up next right after these messages. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Bobby Charles is a former assistant secretary of state and uh, one of the former top lawyers for the House Oversight Committee. He knows a thing or two about all these issues. Right today, he's the national spokesman for our sponsor for this segment, AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Bobby, great to have you back on the show. Great to be with both of you, and uh, history just keeps coming. It does. It seems like faster every day, almost. I want to start with the vote uh, right now that's ongoing. There'll be some debate and vote in the next hour or two. Um, This is a very solemn moment for the Biden presidency. It seems as though uh, over the last couple of months, Americans have got a dose of a lot of evidence that was kept for them all the way back to 2019. How strong is this evidence from all the great investigations you've done over the years? You know, John, we uh, conducted investigations from Waco to, uh, uh, you know, INS, et cetera, et cetera. And I would tell you that there is no investigation we did. And we produced criminal uh, referrals that in turn uh, removed some people from office or forced resignations. I will tell you that none of those investigations had any evidence that was stronger than what this administration, that this what this uh, oversight committee already has. And I would tell you, I also think there is more information to come. I think this is really just sort of uh, opening the gates of the corral to allow the American people finally to see with method and care and due process the way a real impeachment uh, is really meant to be conducted by our founders. And I think what you're about to see after this vote uh, tonight is uh, a lot of uh, difficult decision-making on the part of Democrats in the Senate, because they're going to have to take a hard look at what this House has produced 
and it's pretty strong evidence, John. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, and I, and I want to juxtapose that with, with what is happening with President Trump. We've had a few decisions in the last 24, 48 hours regarding uh, obstruction of official proceeding uh, charges and then, of course, the presidential immunity. And I look at the facts and evidence of, of this and where the law lands, on which side it lands as far as President Trump or these prosecutors, and I compare that to what's happening in the House, and it seems like night and day. It is night and day, Amanda, you know. So just to, a quick note to sort of validate what both you and John are saying about the quality of the evidence on the House side. I am really impressed by the care that they are taking. There is not a uh, a ready fire aim going on here. There is a ready aim fire. They are taking great care to present evidence and to prepare to present it in a way that will, I think, persuade the average American, a Democrat, independent, uh, Republican, that we really do have not only impeachable, but potentially indictable offenses here by Joe Biden, which really bleeds into this second issue, which is the question, what happens now that Jack Smith, knowing that he's got not a lot of options in front of him, has appealed to the Supreme Court to ask the court to weigh in on whether or not uh, President Trump can assert immunity uh, because the acts that are being prosecuted took place while he was the president of the United States and he had been impeached, which means that, you know, the question really becomes, did the founders want this to be impeachment to be the only remedy or is it permissible for a prosecutor to actually seek criminal liability after an impeachment for something, whether the impeachment was valid or not. The most remarkable part of this case, Amanda, is that not only is the evidence weak for the two cases that uh, that that uh, are being pursued by Jack Smith, the guy that was reversed nine to nothing in 2014 for having abused statutes in order to persecute Republicans. He was reversed by the Supreme Court nine to nothing. Now he's done almost exactly the same thing again, mis misapplying the law as it relates to an official act in order to try, first of all, to get President Trump for having given a political speech, which would eviscerate the First Amendment's uh, right to political speech, and then independently to try to go after him on classified documents, which they only sought or got uh, by performing a, a raid that I think violated the Fourth Amendment. So it's very risky. And I think what's fascinating is what the Supreme Court could do is they could say, in kind of a Marbury versus Madison reversal, they could say, okay, Mr. Smith, you get the opportunity. Uh, officially, a president can be, I mean, we've never had a ruling on this, so this would be brand new. They could say the president can be prosecuted for uh, criminal acts, despite the fact that he's been impeached or, or that those acts occurred uh, in office. And then they could go a step further and say, however, your first case relating to classified documents uh, has suffered uh, some an error that is not harmless error. Uh, it has suffered a Fourth Amendment violation that throws that case out. And your second case would eviscerate the First Amendment uh, and political speech. And so that one is suffering a, an error that is not harmless. So we're going to throw them both out right now. Um, and the irony in that is that Jack Smith might get the ruling that he's looking for, but lose the cases, which incidentally opens the door to the prosecution, the criminal prosecution of Joe Biden after he's out of office. So, you know, you got to be careful what you ask for. And and Smith is really up against a wall. He's asking for something that he probably should have asked for long before he filed the cases. But uh, he may get back a, a roar back that he's not waiting, that he's not expecting. Wow. Mm. That would be quite the twist. Indeed. Uh, it may be fitting for the way the last few years have gone in Washington. Bobby, I want to turn uh, to a little foreign policy because you are such an important expert and uh, served in the State Department. Um, uh, Barack Obama's administration made us more reliant on Russian uranium, the A123 deals. Uh, yesterday, or actually Monday, the House voted to ban future U.S. imports of Russian uranium. It seems like such a common sense thing, but for the last 10 years under Obama-Biden, it's been a norm to put our utilities on reliance of Russian uranium. Your thoughts, you got about 45 seconds left. Yeah, it's fascinating. Of course, uh, what happened under Obama is that uh, the Russians essentially lobbied Hillary Clinton to give them the opportunity to buy the, op the, the, the uh, uranium one, which they did. And, uh, and then they gave $100 million to uh, 
uh, to her foundation a $500,000 uh, speaking fee to her husband. So uh, that's where all that came from. No, we should not be relying on Russian uh, uh, Russian uh, uranium. Uh, we should be developing our own. And ironically, we still, despite the uh, oil embargo, we you know there's news out in the last week that actually we're still buying uh, Russian oil. The Bidens are still buying, Biden administration is still buying Russian oil, which is again, ironic given that we've shut down big chunks of our own sector so we're financing the war against an ally uh, at the same time that we could be producing that oil on our own at a much cheaper rate for Americans. So, yeah, it's an irony. All right, folks, that wraps up the Thursday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Justin Knows. A big thank you to Jason Foster, my good friend and longtime person I've gone to over the years on congressional investigations, whistleblower matters, a really thoughtful conversation there. Keep in mind the Marcus Allen stuff. That's so troubling. I think a lot of people look at that and say, how do we allow that to happen to people who have served our country? And of course, a great reminder of how consequential the IRS whistleblowers were in that conversation. Of course, I can't thank Bobby Charles enough. Every week he comes on, we have a great conversation. We walk away smarter because of our partnership with AMAC. And if you want to make that partnership stronger, longer, more vibrant, go join AMAC today, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Go to amac.us slash just news. Sign up today. And if you've signed up and you, hey, you say, I want to do it again, sign up a family member, a loved one, a friend, a great Christmas gift, a great holiday gift this holiday season. Go there and do that today. amac.us, amac.us slash just news. You're going to get a discount on even signing up for the membership, and you'll be saying thank you to one of our great partners. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. I think we'll have James Comer on the show tomorrow, so buckle up. That could be a big one, and we'll have that big China scoop I've been telling you about. That'll also be part of tomorrow's show. All right, until then, God bless you, and have a great evening, and thank you for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out.